Welcome back, boys and girls. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Hooray, it's Monday. And there is a, a, a bit of news going on, particularly with the French elections. They're being monitored very closely over here in Russia uh, through various social media channels, including Russia Today and the state media. And we'll get into perhaps why they're showing such a keen interest uh, leading into some of this. But bef before we dive in, here's one of the many issues and problems um, that, or challenges that I face is, you know, one day we're talking about economics and the energy industry, and they all have their nuances, their complications, their, their elements to understand that are very complex. And I don't think anything is more complex than a country's politics. Uh, just just to recall a couple of events recently that tie into this uh, French situation, we've had Orban and Vicic in Hungary and Serbia. Is that correct? Uh, I'm not going to say the EU because <laughs> I've already got caught out by Serbia being a candidate country, not actually an EU country. And then you've got aspiring EU countries. So let's move on anyway. Let's take a quick look a very intriguing interview with Le Pen. Let's just have a quick watch. Mais honnêtement, si vous êtes en train d'essayer de de faire dire que la Russie représente pour les pays d'Europe un danger militaire, je vous dis, je crois que vous commettez une erreur d'analyse. Il devrait être l'engagement de la France euh, envers l'OTAN. Moi, je souhaite que la France sorte du commandement intégré de l'OTAN parce que l'OTAN a été créé précisément euh, pour euh, euh, lutter contre l'URSS, hein. Aujourd'hui, il n'y a plus du RSS. Je note, c'est que le gouvernement de Vladimir Poutine doit au moins assez plaire aux Russes pour qu'ils soient réélus régulièrement. I'll just jump in there and say I think you could ask some, um, let's say, Western propaganda outlets for some theories as to why. But uh, she's right. Presently, yes, there is a lot of support. Dans son propre pays, dans le cadre des élections. Donc. Euh, que vous dire de plus Parce que l'air de rien, les grandes lignes politiques que je défends sont les grandes lignes qui sont défendues effectivement par Monsieur Trump, qui s'est défendu par Monsieur Poutine. Le peuple britannique vient de dire qu'il souhaitait également aller dans cette ligne-là. Et si vous gagnez, Madame, alors ça pressage le commencement de la fin de l'Union européenne. Mais l'Union européenne est presque déjà finie, pardon. Enfin, moi, je ne viens que dire, plutôt que d'attendre l'effondrement de l'Union européenne dans le chaos, je vous propose d'organiser euh, euh, sa transformation en Europe des nations. Absolutely fascinating. Would you agree? Absolutely fascinating stuff that that she talks about and raises there. Let's let's get into what's being said about it. Let's go over to England first and the British Bullshit Corporation. I mean, uh, British Broadcasting Corporation. French elections, Macron and Le Pen to fight for presidency. Uh, and here we have some like triggers. Far right rival Marine Le Pen uh, will fight for presidency for the second time because they have locked horns before. Um, let's just scroll down. Lots of there's lots of weird shit on here. Look, the chip implants that let you pay with your hand. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Um, let's just scroll right down here. When the extreme right in all its forms represents so much of our country, Macron said, we cannot feel that things are going well. No, I don't think so. 
think things are going well, Mr. Mackerel. Uh, but the extreme right, so a lot of emphasis is being played, you know, put on this this right leaning, extreme right aspect. So again, the purpose of this video is not to give you the answers. In fact, I will I will communicate the perception that's being portrayed in various countries and various news outlets. But remember, there's there's going to be Russians now that are outsiders looking in. And as I've said before, another country's politics is you can't just read a few articles and pretend you understand it. So I'm asking uh, perhaps those viewers of you that are in France or better familiar to just bring us up to speed here. It, if you believe one outlet, you'll think that Le Pen is the hero of France and you can understand why she's saying a few things that you can imagine certain French voters would would very much like. Then you've got the other aspect. Let's not ignore the elephant in the room that what a politician says prior to election <laughs> and what a politician does after election are two very different things, as we are all aware. None of us is that naive. Let's let's go into France 24. This should be very trustworthy. After all, it is a publication from the country of origin. Macron topped the first round contest, winning 27.6% of the vote, according to Ipsos Soprasteria estimates late Sunday evening, ahead of Le Pen's 23% score. Far-left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon rode a late search and an appeal for leftists to vote tactically to 22.2%. That's the intriguing thing about Jean-Luc. He he said, definitely don't vote for Le Pen, but he, he did not say vote for Macron instead. Voter turnout was remarkably low. Some 26% of registered voters elected to stay home for the first round, four points up on 2017 and uncomfortably close to the 20, uh, 2002 record of 28.4%. That's, that's very intriguing. In times like these... And especially the French, the French I view as far more politically aware, a bit like the Greeks and the Mediterraneans. Uh, they're usually far more engaged with politics. So I find that a key sentence in this article. Uh, scroll down to another little bit. After five years of Macron rule that left mainstream conservatives in tatters and leftists exasperated, Observers say the Republican front isn't certain to sweep to the rescue this time and carry Macron to a second term. Indeed, on Friday, the last day polls could be released before the weekend vote, Le Pen finally closed the gap on Macron for just this prospective final. Intriguing indeed, and the leftist side of it, you know, with all this uh, woke stuff going around, which I think everyone's exasperated with. I think the left are exasperated and people are exasperated with the left is my outsider point of view. And I'm not just talking about France. Uh, going on, uh, this is an interesting bit here about Macron's behaviour in this election. He officially joined the race at the very last moment and then only in minimalist fashion via a letter to the French. He claimed, more or less sincerely, that he was too preoccupied with the COVID-19 pandemic and waging diplomacy on Ukraine to throw himself into a domestic campaign wholeheartedly. Historically an excellent debater, a master debater perhaps, Macron nonetheless refused to debate on any of his 11 first round adversaries face to face before the vote. Uh, by contrast, Le Pen has been going to town halls, you know, very much like a grassroots campaign from what I read. The reason I raise this point is, yes, Mr. Macron, you have been very distracted, haven't you? What's in Mariupol that has you on the telephone 
to President Putin seemingly every hour, waking hour of the day. Hmm, we shall find out. Going back over to England, this is an opinion piece. So, um, but let's just take it for what it is. You you can usually just wipe your butt with these um with these opinion pieces. But this this is what um I want to highlight as what's being circulated. Perhaps it's indicative of a certain narrative. Let's say, and here they do mention Orbán, um, not Vucic, or maybe just in passing. So Hungary's newly elected self-confessed apostle of democratic illiberal illiberalism there's a new word victor orban french uber nationalist not not just nationalist not just far right but now we have the word uber nationalist and anti-immigrant marie le pen and poland's murky law and justice party all trumpet a boastful nationalism and disregard international law. All aim to create a hostile climate for immigrants. All believe the electoral system should be manipulated to their advantage. All distrust a pluralist media. All want to limit dissent and expand summary policing powers. All incline to traditional views about sexuality. <gasps> Shock horror. And the family. Oh no. And, to varying degrees, all are climate change deniers. Those are, that's such a loaded paragraph, isn't it? I mean, you say Russia's full of propaganda and people scream when I show an RT article, but Jesus Christ, The Guardian, what the hell? And yes, it is an opinion piece. Moving on. All habitually dissimulate and even lie. <laughs> well, criticism is fake news. The Johnson government's police, nationality and borders and election bills come from the same right-wing, anti-enlightenment, illiberal roots as does its assault on public service broadcasting. And of course, the big beast of them all, Brexit. Well, let's go down a bit more. Le Pen is a brilliant exponent. France knows her time-honoured hostility to immigrants. Again, we're having this up because, of course, there's a lot of immigrants now. And especially, especially Muslims. But crisscrossing France, actually to track on Muslims, France does have a, a long history with les Arabes, les Arabes, as they're called. I, I know there are a lot of tensions, culturally speaking, and we've seen it in the news. But that's, you know, someone who's promising to not solve that issue, but at least try and tackle it. I can see why that is a sort of a policy <laughs> or... At least something that's um, being marketed. But crisscrossing France on her presidential campaign, she has emphasised how her patriotic economic policies favouring small business and local producers will mean independence from foreigners, more jobs and lower prices. Not sure about the last part, but I know that her party comes from a history of starting with small business. She has abandoned talking about France leaving the EU. The self-defeating nature of Brexit is obvious even to her which has helped her court mainstream voters, aided by having an even more extravagant anti-immigrant candidate, Eric Zimmer, on her right, adding to her apparent new reasonableness. Yeah, that, that was an interesting line in her interview, was it not? Uh, apologies for mobile viewers. Um, I keep forgetting to zoom in for you. That's better, isn't it? Um, yeah, that, like climbing down, we don't want, we want to reform the EU, I guess. Uh, interesting lines here as well, but Macron is discovering, as Tony Blair did in Britain, that you cannot govern just as a centrist. 
Macron is in difficulty because he has jettisoned too much of the left. Mm-hmm. Quite wise, in my opinion, from what I've seen of the left and some of the crap they spew. Blaming foreigners, appealing to a mystic conception of your country and trying to transmute you and your party into unchallenged masters of the state lead to what is happening in Ukraine. The centre and centre-left in Britain, in France, indeed everywhere in Europe, have to make that case, along with feasible if aggressive programmes that make capitalism work for the common good. It is time to reassert the best of ourselves, and it falls to Macron over the next fortnight to find the words, energy, his moderate left-of-centre roots, and the Elan to do just that. It is a common European fight. Epic time, says Will Hutton. It's a very loaded, that article, isn't it? And we can see who who is the clear favourite there from, from Will, uh, and indeed the darling of the, uh, certainly the UK press from those two articles. Politico have put out this, the White House is freaked out that Putin's next big win could be in Paris. If Russia apologist Marine Le Pen wins the French elections, Washington fears she could unravel the Western NATO alliance. Well, she's she didn't beat about the bush, did she? And France has already left NATO once, I believe, and only recently sort of returned, hasn't it? So this isn't anything new. This isn't anything remarkable. But of course, it's being spun. So my question to those familiar with French politics, particularly Marine Le Pen, is who is she? What is she like? I've read her history. I, you know, everyone can access Wikipedia and read up. But how is she perceived in France? Because the last thing we want to do is jump out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yes, they've these articles with the words far right and nationalist is not what I want to hear. <laughs> Indeed, that's that's the problem or part of one of a myriad of problems um, that we're seeing in other situations that are building. So we, we don't want to have yet another one. Um, occur in France. So yes, I can see where the fear lies with that. But then again, Marine Le Pen, whether she's being truthful or not, is speaking a lot of sense. And this idea of restoring family values of, you know, regarding sexuality, this is quite common. Um, We've seen it also in Russia with Putin, with the Orthodox Christian um, Church, restoring those values and bringing that. And that's where I think people have got sick of this ridiculousness from the left and where anyone who's now espousing traditional values and promising to kind of bring some sanity back to the world i can see why they'd be popular why maybe they'd start challenging the incumbent presidency and then all this russia apologist stuff well that that's um how can i call it it's not not so much slander but you know slating these candidates has not worked in Serbia and Hungary, trying to slam them for being a Russia apologist, because, you know, to to write them off when they may actually be speaking some sense. I mean, even Claire Daly's probably been written off as a Kremlin propagandist just for daring to suggestion diplomacy (laughs) and willing to entertain the other part. So fascinating stuff. And this is something that's actually caught the eye of uh, Russians in general. They're very curious about it. Uh, I'd like personally to get some more understanding as to what the potential ramifications of this outcome. I believe the vote is concluding on the 24th of April. Uh, So, yeah, a lot of us are wondering how this might change the dynamics of the situation. Um, Just I don't want to go on to too many other topics uh, in one video, but just as a side note, 
something to note here. Russia ups wheat export tax to historic high. We covered this in a previous video where they raised it to, I think it was $100. Uh, for the first time, uh, duty will surpass $100 per tonne. <laughs> That's the first time ever, as it stresses here on Russia Today. Russia has hiked up the tax on wheat exports to $101.4 per from April 13 to 19, the country's Ministry of Agriculture announced on Friday. The levy has been on the rise for four weeks in a row after dropping for nine weeks prior to that. The ministry also raised the export tax on barley and corn to $75.4 and $70.6 per tonne, respectively. They rose both on geopolitical risks and on the arise situation with the state of winter crops in the United States. Intriguing. There's a backstory there. Although the situation seems to be improving now and prices are gradually falling, any radical decline is unlikely and we are approaching export prices of $400 per tonne. Therefore, it is quite natural that the duty will be significantly higher than the current one, he told Interfax News Agency. Uh, and then goes on to repeat the the concerns about how how. Um, Russia and Ukraine account for 30% of global exports. The concerns that I heard voiced at the UN regarding certainly Africa, uh, I completely agree with. That's something um, that should be addressed somehow. I don't know. I know India's increased their exports. But also on the other side of it, I see the sanctions on on various sides kind of being compensated for on another commodity. So it's kind of like whack-a-mole, it seems. Uh, very intriguing times. I'm going to wrap it up there because I, I think that's enough for one video. Thank you all for your support. I'm really enjoying uh, chatting to you on Telegram. That's really wonderful. Thank you for your contributions there. I like the uh, dialogue that's possible. Uh, YouTube comments is a bit of a uh, mono, monologue sort of platform, if you like. Anyway, wrap it up there. See you in the next one. Bye, Z, bye.